Hey, Red. What's up, Oban? <laughs> Do you know that uh, if you want to support us more, they can go to our Patreon? Yeah. They get Discord community, Ask Madam Red Anything, and a bonus episode. Mm, and I also hear sometimes there's like a little bit of extra sexy content that comes in once in a while. Absolutely. Sometimes I appear naked. Mm, where should they go? They should go to truenorthdom.com under our support us into our Patreon. Love it. You are now listening to the True North Dom podcast. A discussion of all things kink, fetish, DS, and sexual curiosities. Have your safe word ready, kinky friends, as you join your hosts, Madam Red and Oban. Hi, Oban. Hello, Daddy Red. I'm Daddy Red, a host of this podcast, and I am a dominatrix. I am Oban, a submissive. And a host of this podcast. How are you? Good. What do you identify nowadays? Submissive still. Oh. I'm, I don't consider myself dominant. I consider myself submissive that can play dominant. Service top. A service top. Okay. Like more towards a top rather than a servant. Like... I mean, I would love, like, I love the idea of grabbing a woman by the fucking neck and slamming her up against the wall. And, and then half making out with the her audience fucking just her. got wet that's younger women in their 20s. <laughs> <laughs> or any age, really. But I mean, it's, it's, but my head is like, with someone that I know wants that. Mm. And Are I you know single? that. Yeah, I'm single, oh, single. Ladies. Right? He's still a bachelor and he's divorced <laughs> just saying this is not news none of this is news i know i'm just trying to pimp you out there i know uh, I, I get 10 percent. Ten percent of what <laughs> like a pussy know. i guess on the drinks whatever 10 percent of the pussy whatever or... you buy that bitch i don't know i get 10 percent <laughs> here to help you you know what I i'm gonna 10%. wingman you but i need 10 percent. it's like auction guys when is the last time you've actually gone out anywhere like like gone out to a bar like i know okay oh, no covid all the time. when uh really yeah what's um, this when did you get a life I don't know. I went to a cafe, like a cafe here no, no, last no. weekend. I don't mean a cafe. Like going out, out at night. Oh, like honey, a bar I don't or a okay. drink anymore until I get my health condition stuff figured oh, out. And okay. also, alcohol here in Canada is retarded price. I'm not going to the bar spending fifteen dollars <laughs> for so a drink right when I can buy. <laughs> I, I yeah. like a 12 pack of you know craft what? beer for Please, that price. What woman goes out and pays for her drinks, anyways? Uh, this one, because ain't nobody pay for my shit. <laughs> uh, they pay for shit. Me. It's called excuse a tribute, me. isn't it? Let me rephrase this. When I go to a bar, nobody 
attributes mm. me alcohol. That's true. However, shout out to FLR sub yes. in our sessions. Yes. He tributes me bottle of wine. Nice. I have, you know, nails done. I get tributes of latex, wow. dildos, mm-hmm. sex swings. So I do get tributes right. from amazing clients right. who are my submissives or Just not only fans or, or everything. But in everyday world, ain't nobody give a shit about yeah. me. Well, I find you very homely, right? You don't look. Yeah, homely. I'm not even a trend. <laughs> I, you know, the last time a guy in a relationship has bought me flowers. Okay. Yeah, I, my first husband. So that's who been bought you flowers? Eight years. Who bought you flowers in this you. house? You. I know. You. I know. Yeah. And yeah, Mistress Jules. I did. I fucking cried like a little bitch. Thank well, you. So anyone who's buying you tributes, maybe they should start with flowers. I'd probably cry like a little bitch. You would. And then you'd like have to pretend you're not crying. Yeah, I know. I'd just be like, <laughs> turn away. Don't look at me. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't happen. Actually, you know what? A guy did. Uh, there was some kind of, it was in Penticton. Yeah. At the casino. Mm-hmm. And I had a hankering for mac and cheese and pulled pork. <laughs> I, I don't That eat. sounds like you. That sounds like you. Really? I don't eat like that all the time. No, you don't. But like yeah. if you're going to eat something, it's I not like nasty. you're going to. Yeah, you're not going to yeah. eat like a salad. Fuck no. I no. went nasty. I was eating right. out, so I'm going nasty. Right. And I was just sitting there waiting for my food. And the guy goes, would you like a drink? And I right. like looked around. Like, See, there you go. Who's he talking He's to? talking Who's, to you. That's you getting Do you want a drink? Yeah. And I said, yeah, sure. I'll. What craft beers you got on tap? Right. And he sat there. I was like, well, aren't you going to talk to me? You just don't buy a drink and not talk to me. He goes, yeah, sure. Okay. That's, that totally sounds like you, <clears throat> right? That's what every guy wants. That's why yeah. they're offering to buy a drink. But like sometimes, like I remember in the States, I was dolled up. Uh, I was single. This was like a decade ago. And I was headed to some kind of Halloween party. And I stopped at this it's a really nice hookah martini Frank Sinatra mm. bar. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to get a beverage. And was, then this, was this go, in the Chicago area? Uh, outside of Chicago. Oh, my quite God. Cities. You guys have so many amazing bars. And this guy there. goes, I would like to buy this gala drink. So the waitress comes over and mm-hmm. she goes, Miss, um, your drinks are on him. Mm-hmm. And he was a good looking older guy in his 50s, yeah, yeah. all dressed in black and mysterious looking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, tell him thank you. And then as it came, I looked at him. I was like, well, come over here and fucking sit with me and shoot the shit, dude. And he goes, are, oh, are you sure? And I was like, bring your fucking drink. Come on. Mm-hmm. Turns out he worked with my sister. No. Yeah. Really? We got chatting and my sister is like a car sales lady mm-hmm. and the only female that knows more about cars at the, the place. Mm-hmm. And uh, long story short, he knew her. And so he's like, holy shit, you're, her, oh my God, it's a small cool. world. I know. So yeah, really cool guy. That's cool. So I don't get drinks bought often. No. It, you know what? It's actually not. I mean, I buy drinks for people all the time, but like, it's more like I'm already. You bought me all my drinks. I, I had eight old fashions. Oh, And you yeah. paid for the cab for me and my dog home. Yeah. <laughs> Still, yeah. yeah, that's right. Your dog was first uh, time. Deep with dangerous goods bought me some shots. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, like I'm I'm Shout out with out someone, to but Dave I don't. With dangerous goods. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, in fact, uh, thanks to but him, I'm looking at a I'm looking friends, at a very right? cool uh, yeah friend of the pod, very cool uh, keychain that says True North that he got me. Yeah. Very nice. Very sweet. That's uh, very nice. So when we did the um. We'll jump into the, the discussion here soon. But uh, when we did 
the BDSM float with Dangerous Goods yeah, yeah. and our sponsors, uh, Switch Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lady, oh, yes. a young girl, gave me uh, some psilocybin stuff for you to try. I was like, I mushrooms, don't do drugs. Magic mushrooms, yeah. And so, anyways, uh, I gave those to Oban to explore. Yeah. And so, what did you think of them? Okay, so I actually, so what I got was, so it's called mushkin mushrooms so m-u-s-h dash k-i-n she's based out of vancouver yeah i gotta tell you so what i ate was basically rice crispy and i haven't had me and i have and a, a lollipop okay yeah i haven't had the lollipop but i had the uh rice crispy treat i sh- in fact i shared it mm-hmm. um Phenomenal. Because it was microdose, not whole. It was dose. a microdose, but it was a whole gram, so it's a decent amount. Um, I would have flopped. And like I split it with the person I was with. What was awesome is you know, if anyone that uh, uh, takes mushrooms, you know, uh, typically you'll chew them and maybe eat them with some fruit or something to kind Orange of juice. Or uh, yeah, drink some or some cuz the taste can be a little strong for some people. In fact, I know a few people that take them like they they kind of gag. They kind of have a hard time with the taste, mm. right? It's a tactile thing. You do not taste a single thing with these. Mm. It honestly I would be scared if I had like a case of these in front of me because it just tasted like a really good <laughs> Rice Krispie square. Oh my god, we're going <laughs> off to space. No. And and the buzz was just like really chill. It was like more like happy and it wasn't like a big trip. It was just like, hey, this is really fun, easy going. We ended up having some more shrooms later on. Like yeah. we just, you know, took some more shrooms, but like like it was awesome. It was perfect. So uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank and uh, yeah, fully recommend them we'll in a non illegal way. We'll put her info in the uh, show notes. Yeah, we Shout will. out because she kind of gave us a whole bunch as a yeah. tribute to our podcast. We're networking with her on that BDSM float off Davie Street on Pride. Yeah. They're in Vancouver. So, and I'm sure other people had an opportunity to try it out too who listen to this podcast as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was very good. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. So you wanted to talk about there's been some people that have asked questions of how do I do a scene? What are the components? I think this is a really cool question because I think one of the things that we get said to us on more than one occasion is they kind of like how we approach things like, hey, I'm a Joe Blow and I'm kinky and I just like all of a sudden you're like, hey, I'm kinky. Now what do you do, right? Like, hey, I'm a dom. What do I do? Well, yes, there's lots of books out there and there's a lot of professional ways. But I think like we're really good at like kind of just saying, hey, here's the actual literal breakdown. Here's how I actually literally do things or do whatever, right? And I think this is a really cool idea because this is something that you've been doing for a long time, for the last few years. First of all, you started it in a, in a lifestyle way, mm-hmm. and now it's something you do in a professional way. So I you create are, a story professionally. Yeah. So yes. you come in and you create a beautiful fantasy. Now, as a submissive, I this kind of stuff blows my mind because from a submissive point of view, this is stuff I think um we kind of forget and and i'm not going to get too much into it i'm going to let you kind of really lead the conversation here 
But I think as submissives, and we have a lot of submissives that listen to this podcast, Mm -hmm. and I think it's also important for them to listen because it helps to realize, number one, what a true dominant should be doing or something similar, okay, when they're putting something together. Mm -hmm. And number two, I think it should really build the appreciation from a submissive's point of view for what your dominant is doing and also is thinking and responsible and all of this kind of stuff for a scene. And I, so I think it's really cool conversation. I'm happy that you're going to kind of talk about it. So, so how do you approach scenes? Like how well, do you to, go into to, this? To uh, bounce off of that, uh, you know, the submissive has a large part of it too, right? Because some submissives are preparing the scene and they're a part of the story, right? Yeah, they're yeah. the other character. And so... Can I stop you just for a second? Yeah. So you said this a couple times already. So you you approach a scene like a story slash fantasy? Kind of. It's like a story, right? Because right. you have like the beginning of what the negotiation and what the characters are going to be and then what's going to transpire. And then you kind of have like the climax of what's happening, the mm-hmm. middle chunk. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end, it's kind of like taking that person out of that story, bringing them back to reality to be a person again. And that role, unless you're 24-7, of course, you know, there's always different uh, dynamics out there. Mm -hmm. And then there's like the aftercare, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, when I write out like a scene, whether it's, you know, lifestyle or my subs who are my clients, there's like a flow, right? A flow that I'm looking at and I'm already, it's like orchestrating. It's like writing music, mm-hmm. right? So let's, let's start like right from the beginning. Okay. Do we want to, do you want to just be like general or do you want to like take a specific example? Um, well, I can throw a couple of things out there sure. and then we can feed off experiences yeah. or if you have questions or go from right. there. So the first thing of writing, you know, a scene is, as we all know, consent and negotiation. Mm-hmm. And that should always, negotiation should always take place in the beginning of the scene. And just to clarify, Nicole, yeah. for negotiation, what do you mean by that? Uh, what are you comfortable with? What's mm-hmm. the limitations? Like your hard limits, Am your soft limits. Am I going to be penetrating you yes. in the asshole today? Yeah. Uh, are you comfortable if I draw blood, any mm-hmm. markings? Like so stuff if, like if this is someone that you've played with before, you would already know what some of their limits totally, are. Totally, because you right. do a vetting process, right? right? So you, you, you would be even referring to the clients, vetting. clients, though, or people, if I play again, even mm-hmm. though I've played with before, is there anything new? Right. Is there any new injuries? Because, you know, we live in a place where people are very mm-hmm. active. Do you ask them about what their day has been like? Totally. Or, right. Where, where's your headspace today? How yeah. are we feeling? How are we I remember being today? asked that. By my uh, dawn. It was like, how are you today? I could have orchestrated something, but now I might have to change that. Right. Because if they're not feeling on a high intensity level, mm-hmm. okay, let's take a couple crazy, so I won't maybe go, predicament bondage right. isn't today. I'm not going to go into some very specific examples because there's some f- specific examples. And I don't want to trigger anyone listening either to. Sure. But negotiations, I think are something that actually happen a lot less than we realize, totally. especially in lifestyle and especially like, and by lifestyle, we mean not in a professional format yeah. um, and with people that are playing. Unfortunately, I'm aware of too many examples of people that go into a uh, scenario and a scene and there hasn't been enough 
negotiate or, or there's an they assumption. negotiate something in the middle when right. they're in a oh. not clear space of mind. Yes. So expand on that. And it's like, okay, here's a scenario. I won't say who, but someone, um, part of the negotiation was... Can I just pause you for a a quick second? Yeah. I do want to say we're talking about dominance and submissives and some of the things that that go good and go bad. So there may... I just want to give a bit of a trigger warning. There may be some things that trigger some people in our conversation. But yeah, possibly yeah. with this one. Yeah, could be. But they were playing with someone and one of the negotiations was absolutely no penetration. Mm-hmm. And anyways, halfway through the scene, mm-hmm. the person stuck a finger inside their vagina. Yeah. And they tried to negotiate it while during they were like in a subspace frenzy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't remember if she consented, but it, the negotiation was no. And then it was renegotiation right. when their consciousness Submissive. was oh, Sorry, no, um, suggestive. Altered. Yeah. So that's not right. I've told you before on this podcast, there were times... And new people don't know that. No, like when I'm coming out of uh, subspace or in it where I'm like, honestly, I don't think I would say no to anything. Like really, like there were some places I, I went like really dark. <laughs> but like I never, I never told my dominant that because there was times I didn't trust her enough. That was right. there was, and that was part of the reasons why we're still not together. But the thing is, is that negotiation should not be happening during a scene. Before. Don't be changing it. This has to happen before because yes, you're susceptible. Number one, you're horny. Number two, you're in a play space. You're you might be in subspace or you might be in a... As a new dom, I had a bottom suggesting something in mid-scene. I was totally new as a dom. Yes. And we were playing for the first time together. And so it was just tying them up, flogging them. I had a kinky outfit. Mm -hmm. Never played with them before, but we did the whole vetting process, Mm -hmm. right? Of Mm -hmm. what they're comfortable with, even intimately and sexually and stuff. Mm -hmm. But... uh, I'm a demisexual, so I need a connection in order to do certain sexual acts. And as the scene was like done, they're like, well, how, how am I going to come? How am I getting off? And I was like, "Mm, the scene's over. Yeah. That, that was the scene. And it was this moment of quietness staring at each other. And Mm -hmm. I was like, uh, you can figure it out. And I shrugged and walked out the door, grabbing my bag. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably yeah. not the great way no. to do things having communication like right. uh but like you said that's a learning but, but yeah. being a new dom i was like um i shouldn't i'm not comfortable making you come and don't make me feel like i should so is that something that you would would you recommend in the negotiation whether or not uh there's going to either party's going to come during the I pro- think it should be discussed. That should be a conversation yeah. about whether or not or you're going to come. Or if there is penetration, because yeah. clearly people have different ideas of what sex is. I, I And we've, me and you have had this conversation, yeah. right? And also too, um, I've, um, I've known it happened to me. Just, I have different assumptions on what may or may not happen. You say one thing and you kind of assume. So the more clear you can be mm-hmm. in your negotiations, the better. Yeah. And I, and again, this doesn't have to be just the dom, you know, asking the submissive what they want. Like the, 
I would say the dominant is part of this sex act too, right? Totally. This is a sex act, right? So the dominant is part of this scene, this conversation of what they want and don't want to. Yeah, totally. And I mean, it could be something simple as they don't want to get completely nude because they have body images. There's so many things that can be negotiated. Everyone's boundaries are totally different. So when you are doing this kind of negotiation, so in a professional sense, you probably would do this back and forth with some sort of email or communication beforehand, Zoom right? Zoom or in person, yeah, yeah in communication yeah. So maybe for sure a, when they right. fill out a form. So it's It'd be a lot there. more of a formal process. So people that are yeah. listening, they're maybe doing it in a lifestyle way. Even in my lifestyle, they fill out mm-hmm. the vetting. It's true. Thing, right? Yeah. So Even you and I, like I filled yeah. out the sheet. Yeah. Right? We it's filled just, it out long It's just what ago. I do. Yeah. I want it there. We yeah. both, like both of us fill mm-hmm. it out, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, and then on um, with clients, like I'm like, I don't show pussy. I'm not nude. I do mm-hmm. not perform sexual acts. I don't like the, these are my boundaries. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, that, that's the first part, right? Yeah. What are the roles? Is it, you know, teacher, student, submissive, dominant, slave, master, so just this, topping and bottom. Right. So then this would kind of get into what the roles, right. it's, it's the beginning of what so you start the negotiation are. and then how is it going to be structured? That's how you start to think exactly. about it. Right. Okay. So then, and then uh, to like, what kind of feelings are you wanting? Is this mm-hmm. going to be like a dark feeling, a very sensual domination? Mm-hmm. Like what, what's the feelings that you're trying to like end in the goal mm-hmm. or have them experience? Right. Right, or the dominant experience too. Like what is the whole, how is it going to be created or, or what's going to happen with it? Mm-hmm. Right. Then I would say the next part of your story is preparation. Like, okay, what, what do we need to do to get in these roles? What outfits are we going to wear? What devices are going to be implemented if there's any? Uh, what's the environment like? Are we going to light candles? Are we going to, you know have certain can i ask maybe probably you're going to be the furniture (laughs) well true but i guess part of this conversation is going to be where it's going to be done yeah that's part of the conversation where are we doing this what are we wearing all of that stuff would this conversation also involve like um what like i think a conversation of marks and no marks would come into play i would say that would be a negotiation this we're past that i think this is like the preparation now we're going into action now we've decided we're going to do an impact scene yeah we're moving forward Right. So we're doing so an impact I'm scene and we're going to envision how, what am I going to wear? What, how, mm-hmm. what position am I putting you in? What, what impact devices or multiple devices? Mm-hmm. Like how, how do I want this to flow? How long do you think a, she, uh, uh, sorry, a scene sh- kind of last? I don't know. I've done some like, you know, less than an hour, just something quick and discreet out in public. Mm-hmm. And I've also have done, you know, with clients, I usually tell them if you really want a full effect of a scene, don't do anything less than an hour and a half. Cause they're mm-hmm. like, wow, the time went by. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. Cause, mm-hmm. cause you get lost, right? It's a wormhole. So and I've had clients and, you know, partners that I've played with in the past where it's been five, six hours long. And I'm like, whoa, holy shit. It's been five, six hours long. Well, I think part of that conversation, part of the preparation is how long is it going to be? Because number one, what is the nutrition that may or may not need to be thought about during this? Totally. Like if I know I'm going to be milking a prostate, I'm mm-hmm. like, you better hydrate, buddy. Number two, we've <laughs> talked about if there's going to be any ass play or stuff, there's going to be you some prep physical prep. Clean. So, I mean, we've talked about before, you know, 
and then what time of day it is. So like I would play a lot of times with my dominant during the day. It would be like later in the afternoon. So, but I knew that I really wouldn't eat before and I would prepare before in the morning and then I wouldn't eat. I would eat something just, just before because I know that's not going to affect the scene at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and alcohol was part of our process. So I, I would have a one or two glasses mm-hmm. of wine. Um but for the most part, I didn't eat anything. So for me, it was like part of the aftercare conversation. But I mean, we'll get into that go later on. Go for dinner or something. Oh, Got to go for dinner. What am I going to eat? Or what do yeah. I have right there yeah. to have a snack on? Or is there water? And also to like, if it's going to be, like you said, if there's going to be any fluids or. Totally. Like, yeah. are you hydrated? That. Yeah. Right. I would say after that part of the scene, now it's the flow part, right? It's the fun part. It's putting okay. all of these elements, these sensory, like the care, like starting into movement, right? The slowly starting the introduction of the music or story, however you want to conduct. Is music your scene. a big part of your scene creation? Uh, you know, sometimes it can be, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes okay. I use porn. So mm-hmm. here's the thing I like to do as a. I'll just throw some things that I do with clients uh, that identify as submissive or slave or my um, partner. So when it comes scene time, I have them naked because they're vulnerable and exposed in the beginning Mm -hmm. of a scene. And it'll be something as little as they're sitting there on their knees with their head down. And I, I like just standing above them. So they see my legs overpowering them, right? And that's just kind of like getting them in that mindset of devotion. And you can do simple as an act of putting the collar on and that's time Mm -hmm. or putting the chastity or them holding the key and grabbing that key, Mm -hmm. putting it on Mm -hmm. your necklace. Mm -hmm. Something that says we're beginning. Yeah. Having them shine your latex, that act of servitude before you start like the full on meat of the scene. Yeah, one of the things I always did is I I was instructed to, you know, go to the bathroom, prepare, but like look in the mirror and put my collar on mm-hmm. and look at myself doing and it. And that's when it begins. Right, that's when it begins, right? She wanted to see me putting the collar on and then I had to go out yeah. on my hands and knees and whatever. But so that was the beginning. Right? Laying the instruments out. If she's totally. like, you know, do this, 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 yeah. or he uh lay the instruments out that's right uh so that and then as you start moving forward then you can start doing the impact or the rigging or the the medical play or the te- whatever the scene is right and keeping that flow state between both people that communication talking checking in asking questions observing the body all that stuff you're getting the smells the feels uh, the texture, you're observing them, mm-hmm, you're checking mm-hmm. in, you're, you're kind of holding them in a space for a long time or a little bit and tweaking little things, right? Just playing the flutes and just tweaking a little bit here, tweaking a little bit here. Okay, this isn't working over here. And it becomes just this fine finesse of the scene, right? And then as the peak of the climax of the scene, that doesn't have to be them having an orgasm. It could be the most intense part of impact. It could be the most intense part, maybe doing sounding or needles or, uh, you know, actual penetration or the the pinching and pain of the rope being suspended. And it's just like, oh, I don't want to call yellow. I don't want to call yellow. I don't want to call yellow or red. 
while you're getting wax stripped on your feet. It right. could be whatever that highlight is. Then it's time to take it down. Mm-hmm. And so you start slowly uh, closing things of the scene, like slowly pulling the needles out, right? Mm-hmm. And I was saying, you're now my fallen angel mm-hmm. as I take the needles out. Or slowly when they're on the ground, picking, physically picking them up off the ground. Right. And saying, like, I appreciate you serving me today. Mm-hmm. I am grateful for your acts of servitude. So a lot of what I've, I've found in your conversation is uh, sound is a lot of your process. Whether it's music or the lack of sound or your voice or your words. Like, there's a lot of words and directions and that, that create what's going on, right? Well, I think it's important to, when I do scenes, tell them what I need. Mm-hmm. so I can do less work mm-hmm. and they know like giving instruction which mm-hmm. I'm trying to get better at because I'm a very independent woman <laughs> try to do everything myself <laughs> and also too but the sounds with them helps me know what direction I'm going are they getting bored are they not as vocal are they, is it getting too intense are, are they gonna come how do you keep track as a dominant? Like, what if you slip into dom space? How do you keep track of yourself so that you're in control of the scene and not losing track of time and stuff like that? What do you, are there any tricks or anything? So two different things. Uh, with clients, I always have uh, things that I'm wearing for emergency that has also time. Okay. Um, Such as? I'd rather not. Okay. So it protects okay. the predominant and oh, escort okay. world. Yeah. Um, I also, I'm very conscientious of like kind of how long things are going, right? If it's a personal play with a partner, I don't care about time, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. there's no rush, there's right. no thing. But obviously, you know, with clients, you have to be conscientious of time. Right. Uh, they have places to be. I have places mm-hmm. to be. I have other clients coming in. So there's just time all around me that constantly mm-hmm. has to check in. Right. So, uh and, and so as that scene towards the end starts coming and you start winding them down mm-hmm. and then taking that collar off or that chassis off, bringing them back, lifting them up mm-hmm. back into reality, then it's usually closed. That chapter is usually closed with aftercare, mm-hmm. whether it's a big hog, uh, they put their clothes on and go clean up, mm-hmm. um, talking about it, what they liked, what they didn't like, that communication if they mm-hmm. need that. And some people don't want it. They just want to leave. Do you actually literally write this stuff out or you've, you've kind of got it in your head? So both ways. Sometimes I don't need to because I've done it so much. Sometimes I, for an example, I did a scenario. I have to think of safety measures when it, well, I do with play partners, but like with clients, if I know, okay, this person's going to be gagged, bound. I'm not familiar with their body language. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're going to hold a golf ball. Mm-hmm. So okay. if in the middle of a scene, I have a safety mechanism in play, like our mm-hmm. hard point in the play stays, uh, we have, she has quick releases. Yes. So if anything goes sideways, down to the ground fast, yeah. Yeah. there's always safety shares. So I always, when I plan a scene, like with Nancy, I did the predicament bondage with those talon nipple clamps yes. and that spreader bar. Mm-hmm. If Nancy was to fall, Mm-hmm. Nancy would have no nipples because those Correct. talons are totally. me. So it was a concern to me that I reached out to Panther. I said, hey, you're going to be at this party. I have a safety issue. I really want to do this predicament. 
but I'm wondering if it'd be safe to have a spotter. Right. So if hypothetically it was too much stress mm -hmm. because this guy is going to be having six doms and I right. don't know what position I'm going to be playing if I'm right. in the beginning or end and they're going to be exhausted, fall over, mm -hmm. fatigued and rip their nips out. Right. hundred percent. So, you know, I'm constantly thinking of what's, what's the mechanism for safety. Yeah. And, 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 and expand on the, expand on the golf ball. So uh, a golf ball, usually what I do is if they are not able to communicate with their mouth because mm -hmm. there's a gag and mm -hmm. their hands or something are bound in mm -hmm. some way, mm -hmm. I have them hold a golf ball. Mm -hmm. So at any time I see or hear that ball drop, yeah. I stop. You know that they've I stop. either they passed out or they can't go anymore, anything, whatever it is. Anything. anything. I take the gag yeah. out. I'm like, what's going on? <clears throat> And I keep it in flow, right? I'll still be sure. in character. Yes. I'll check in, like, hey. Right, maybe the scene doesn't need to end, but maybe something was happening. I need to know if happening. there's right. tingling, if their right. mouth or jaw is tired, if, mm -hmm. there's, if they're feeling lightheaded, anything. Right. So I just kind of check in, like, what's going on here today? Right. You dropped the ball. You were supposed to. You know, I try to keep it in scene, mm -hmm. but I also need to be safe. And I think that's right. I mean, that's part of your creation, even before you're there. What are the literal safety issues that you have to worry Absolutely. about, right? And Absolutely. and what happens if something goes wrong? And I think, I mean, that's no matter what kind of scene you're putting together. Totally. Right? You should always know the safety mechanism right. because that person is trusting you. Yeah. They're being vulnerable. They're trusting you that maybe you don't know when you're not experienced. And that's okay. We all got to learn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you should always think if shit's going to go sideways... How am I going to have a solution and handle this? Yeah. No, I think um, you didn't approach it as much because you have a really great play space. But I think one of the conversations would be like, what is the space that you're doing this stuff in? So if you're literally doing like some uh, impact play or some sort of stuff that's going to be like, you need actual literal space to like hit and swing things. Oh, definitely. Right? Number two, um, the space you're in, there's going to be noises made. Who and what are going to be hearing that? Yeah. Right? What are those noises? Is it going to be okay? Being Do you care? Being aware of your surroundings. N yeah, be aware of what your yeah. surroundings are, and what's that, going that on. that goes to, you know, the preparation part. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the beginning, like, yeah. when you start prepping, you need to really start thinking these things. So, I mean, it sounds really complex. It yeah, really isn't. It's just kind of like basic little steps and little things you have to think about. And yeah. when you do it after several times... You get really good. It's like no problem. You can yeah, create I, something with your eyes closed. I think, speaking from a submissive point of view and and being lucky to speak to a lot of submissives, I don't think there's, unfortunately, uh, lots of times scenes aren't planned. There's maybe a general idea, um, but maybe not as planned as it should go. Or the negotiations weren't enough. Or they ignored some of the negotiations, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that steps into some really bad areas, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, it comes down to um, having the whole idea because you guys want to both enjoy this fantasy together mm -hmm. and take each other to a place, right? As the dominant, you want to experience that dominant scene and the submissive wants to be taken to a place and i think this is incredible from a submissive point of view like you guys and by you guys i mean the dominance not just doms but dom and you know female or male um 
or I'm going to say, you know, I, I know I'm I gendered there, but like there are so many different roles and things that have to be thought about during any kind of creation and scene. And it's a lot of stuff. I, I do really, before we close up, you know, on the questions and position, I do want to say to dominants or subs or whoever's playing tops, bottoms, if the scene didn't go the way you envisioned it mm. or planned, it's okay. Okay. Okay? It really is. Because yeah. overall, there may be disappointment. I've had bad scenes. Mm-hmm. It didn't end up well. People weren't in the right state of mind. Or it didn't like work out. Or I forgot something in the beginning. I was like, shit. Things might break like toys or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you know what? Just... You learn from your lesson. You can laugh about it. Hopefully, you can communicate about it. And it's not always going to work perfect. And I know I, I went to a kink party recently where someone at the party was really disappointed how their scene. I thought it was an amazing scene. Right. It was creative. It was neat. Uh, and they were, like, kind of bummed. They are like, oh, I was expecting this and that. And, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. Mm. It's It's great that you're executing the creative process and you know what the cool part is you have the power to like add another chapter and make it better Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. learn from it Mm -hmm. or try it again Mm -hmm. so it's okay like it's kink is it's not like set in stone it's it's a learning process and none of us are perfect or know what the fuck we're doing there's no book of guidance here right no no (laughs) not at all those are some really cool ideas. Yeah. I mean, we're not saying that's the exhaustive list, and I'm sure we'd love to hear from other people if they have some of their own tricks and There's ideas. There's a couple great YouTube. I know uh, I, uh, Evie Lupine, uh, when I first started doing scenes here a couple years ago, she had a really great YouTube video about scene creation, so I will try to hunt that down and throw it in our show notes. And there also is a girl, um, a dom, Miss L, or Ellie. She had a really great um, YouTube about scene creation as well and pretty much covered maybe more in depth of what I did on like the different steps. But it's really great. And it it might give some great insight to people who want to expand more Mm -hmm. on that, on scene creation. So I'll throw those in the show notes. So if you guys okay. want to check out and support those YouTube videos and uh, there, maybe they got some other great content. So I know Evie Lupine's been around for years doing podcasting and YouTube on BDS. Cool. So our uh, sex question. Before we get to that, we should talk position. about uh, our wonderful sponsor. Thank you, Switch Kitchen, for your great content, ethical, raw, consensual, body-positive porn. You can find their porn on OnlyFans, if they don't disappear, OnlyFans, <laughs> rumors has it, many vids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's on Want, I Want Clips now, yep. and through switchkitchen.xyz. Yeah, if they go there, they can find all those links. Yeah, totally. So... Uh, I don't know. Should we? Let's just do the the partner or the sure. masturbation, and then we'll move into the question. We only sure. got one question, so. Sure. Uh, I was fumbling around on Twitter, and I saw this sex position. Okay. And I've been fantasizing about it, and this is kind of one of the things I've been masturbating a lot too. Poor <laughs> pussy, so bruised. 
And I was like, oh, my partner is like submissive. Mm-hmm. But I was like, it'd be hot if like he was on the bed. This this is what I saw. I'll just say what I saw. Okay. They They were on the bed, the dude, and she was like laying on top of his chest. So he was, I guess, kind of like chair big spoon. And he had his hand down in her pants, fingering her pussy, like masturbating her, but from behind. So Man, he's just, like, laying down. just clothed? Uh, he naked? had like a shirt open or something. Okay. Yeah. But laying down. clothed. Laying down on the laying bed. Laying down on the bed, and then, sitting up. And she kind of laid between his legs on top of his chest, her backside. Oh, so kind of like him. he's supporting. And then yeah. he basically. And he was like fingering her. And it was really fucking hot. And I, I was like. I've done that before. It's hot. I was like, mm, that'd be hot if like my boyfriend was over and we got done cooking dinner, watching movies, and he'd finger my pussy from behind like that. You know where I've done that before? The beach. Yeah? The nudie beach? Nope. Oh. I don't know. Certain sexual acts. I'm like... I feel safe in like nudie beaches. Oh, obviously. But that's an awesome... Like basically, yeah. Coming from the girl who fisted someone in a public bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) You're so hilarious. Just in a bathroom. You know what? Anyways, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> that's a whole other sex. So, okay, position. that's a cool one. So I it was basically, hot. that's yeah. yeah, it's hot. So like, it's, it's like kind of like nice foreplay, but it's I mean, yeah. it's, it's still kind of sex. It's like yeah. masturbating her. That's a cool one. Well, I guess it's not masturbating because she's not a self. No, but, yeah. no. Yeah. Genital cool play. I thought Genital it was really play. hot. Yeah, that's, that yeah. is a hot position. Yeah. All right. So uh, you had question? a question. I do. Oh, this kind of goes perfect today. Oh, really? What is it? Because I didn't plan it. (laughs) (laughs) It actually went perfect with today's discussion. So when do you do negotiations? And when do you decide during when you, how do they say that? When do you do negotiations when you decide to play with someone? Ah, well, yeah. I think we already talked about that, right? Yeah, in the beginning, totally. Has, has to, to be beginning. the beginning. Because, and, and referring back to your conversation, negotiations is where consent comes in, too. Yeah. And negotiations and consent can't be happening during play. Now, people can stop, okay? People can say totally. no anytime. anytime. People can no change their no. mind. Oh, no is no at any time. Everybody knows in sex ed class, mm-hmm. no means no. Well, actually, yes means yes, and everything else is a no. Right? It's the other way around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But either way, what I, what I'm trying to what we're trying to say is like, n- don't be trying to have negotiations when you're like ready to fuck and you're all horny and you're in there because you're gonna feel maybe uh, that you need to, you may be pressured feel pressured as to do my one friend thing. rubber kittens always says oh, it's not love it's all those hormones all the <laughs> right. hormones and right. chemicals <laughs> so it doesn't matter whether it's the dominant or the submissive or this is just normal vanilla play it doesn't matter what the play is negotiations got to happen yeah. way before and i would like to add vetting process is not negotiation time Vetting is in the very beginning where you see if play chemistry and boundaries align and everything. Negotiation. I mean, that could be negotiation if you're going to vet, then go play. But uh, negotiation is... What are we doing? What's playtime? Like right before. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it could be a few days before you play, but it it is that conversation of if I do X, Y, Z in the scene, what are you comfortable Mm -hmm. with? Or... Mm -hmm. 
are you open to anything in the scene? Like mm-hmm. referring to the vetting thing. And I, and so. I think it's important to talk about those that are going through negotiations, whether you're new or you might be dismissive and you feel like you need to say yes to everything. No, you don't. No. Uh, and don't feel don't feel bad about saying you don't want to do this or you're and not comfortable with this. And if you're a dom, this. you don't have to or, make them come or do anything. And do and let's do it the reverse. If you really want something, ask for it. Now, yeah. you may ask your dom for something and she may say no. That's fine. Or he, yeah. Or he. Or he. They. They. Yeah. Well, yep. Doesn't matter. At the end of the day, but go ahead and ask. Be like, man, I really would love to come on your tits. And they may say, that sounds great. Ain't going to happen today. <laughs> I'd love to see your pussy, madam. Right. Uh, Nobody sees my pussy. <laughs> Pussy's off it. limits. Yeah. <laughs> Pussy's off limits. Well, hey, guys. It was great. If you yes. enjoy our podcasts, you can uh, support us by becoming a Patreon, also visiting our merch store. What did our Patreons get this month? Uh, a video. The video. The prostate video. They yeah. got a copy of that milking video. Yeah. Oh, man. That was hot. So so, uh, and it's still there. Anyone that uh, joins a Patreon. It's also on my OnlyFans as well. Yeah. For Anyone that's though. our uh, Patreon. So, exactly. You can either go to OnlyFans or join our Patreon. You get so many other so many other things, plus continued access to those Absolutely. videos. Absolutely. But you don't have to nope. support us for, you know, a Starbucks coffee a month yep. cost. You can also support us by rating this podcast, mm-hmm. a review on Spotify or... Or just thank Even you for listening. The um, I'm having a brain for Apple Podcasts. Yeah, Apple. and we had a couple people give a shout out on Twitter. Thanks, guys. Yeah, love it. Uh, saying that they really enjoy the podcast and they enjoy listening to us on road trips. Amazing. That's awesome. Thank you. We really do appreciate it. So. Yeah, we love feedback. Thank you, guys. Keep it kinky. Keep it freaky. Bye. Bye.